Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Richard Herring. Make it stop, please, Scott. Hello! How you doing? Welcome to Richard Herring's Edinburgh Fringe Podcast. There's all the cool kids are calling it Rehef. Ah, oh, that's good. Uh, we're, uh, uh, I, was, I was a bit late today. Some of you may did you see me, Colin, sneaking in a bit late. No? Okay. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't, he's not very observant. He gets surrounded by women, Colin, that's working for you, this fame that I have. Can you see Colin there? He got slightly angled your back towards him, even though, the, even though that's kind of awkward for watching the show, that it's directly in front of you. I notice you have slightly turned away. <laughs> What's your name? Kirsty. Do you, do you, um, do you, the wrong way around there. <laughs> <laughs> I moved, the thing is, I should have moved the mic to you when you were talking, not when I was talking. That was a mistake. You, um, it's not going well. I've been calling people by the wrong name backstage. It's kind of, you know, it's let eleven in or something. That's ridiculous. Ten. Uh, so, um, uh, do, you, do you fancy a bit of Colin? Are you, are you a single lady? Yes. Yes. Colin. Are you, are, you, are you single, Colin? You might have a family and children. In which case, you really shouldn't be here every day. Are you single? I'm single. You're single. That's unbelievable, isn't it? So, do you, do you like Kirsty? She looks, could you like Colin? He's all right. Oh no, I couldn't quite work out that was, no. No, leave me alone. Stop trying to fix me. No, I wouldn't. You're a bit old for Colin. So, um, <laughs> so uh, I, uh, I had a very exciting day yesterday. I saw, I walked past Claire Grogan in the street. Yeah, remember Claire Grogan? You remember, right? right? Yeah. Uh, from Gregory's Girl and uh, Altered Images. Uh, I did once try to get off with Claire Grogan. I do know her, so she did. She said hello to me, which was very exciting. It was my heart went to flutter. Uh, she's a very beautiful woman still, and she's a fantastically uh, talented woman. Uh, but uh, in about 1995, I was at a party with her, and I, and I was really drunk. And I tried to get off with Claire Grogan, uh, not knowing she'd got married about three months before. <laughs> I, but I'm thinking even if she wasn't married, even if she had been single, I think she might still not have been interested. <laughs> it's possible. But I've never been so charmingly rebuffed by... She, she did find it very amusing uh, and rebuffed me quite strongly, but in a, charm, in a charming way. So it was nice to see her, but... Uh, she said hello to me, the 16-year-old me would be, if I could just go back to the Kings of Wessex and tell my friends that one day Claire Grogan would say hello to me after rejecting me sexually. Uh, you know, like 20 years after rejecting me sexually. Oh, there's no Bo Burn Burnham today. There's no Burnham. Sorry if you've come for Bo Burnham. Have you come for Bo Burnham? You girls there, you young ladies, you look like Bo... Have you come for Bo Burnham? No, I'm good. Fuck it. It's dis disappointing for a minute. He can't. He's, uh, he's got jet lag. He's only little. He's only like about 12 years old. So he can't, it's, it's hit him very badly. Uh, and we've, uh, he's, he'll be in, in instead on uh, Tuesday. So he's, he is coming in. Uh, uh, but um, we've replaced him with a person most like Bo Burnham at the front, <laughs> which is Michael Legg. He was the closest. He's a little bit younger than Bo, a little, uh, little more musically talented, <laughs> and has more hits on YouTube. His, his poster just has YouTube sensation all over it, Mike, Michael Legg. Uh, we're not, I'm not introducing him yet. Uh, and uh, I think I'm sort of being stalked by a sort of crap final destination because every... Oh, it's you, hello, it's my daughter-in-law and son-in-law. Uh, I'm going to marry you or your mum. No, your mum and then you. Uh, okay, it's worth remembering. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, two days ago, I nearly elected... Well, I kind of poured, accidentally poured all my water for the, the show. We were all going to die at 8 o'clock. 
at uh, Presence Beyond, 4.6 average stars <laughs> from five reviews. Uh, it, I, I have a, uh, some water and I tipped it over that, realising my microphone was on the floor and the microphone was in the water. That's probably quite dangerous, right? And there was dry ice, that's probably answer to the, the problem. So I survived that, I was worried about that. And then yesterday I fell down some steps. I warned people in the show not to fall down the steps and then I fell down the steps myself. <laughs> that's like, it's like I'm being stalked by a final destination. You seen Final Destination, Colin? Yes. Seen Final Destination 2? seen Final Destination 3? you seen Final Destination 4? <laughs> just the one, have you just seen the first one? I'll just ask that, and then that, because there's quite a few of them. Have you seen Final Destination, the one in 3D? No. No, okay, just the first one you've seen. Okay, go watch, go, can you watch all the others for tomorrow, and then we'll talk, we'll see which one. The second one's quite good, I think the second one's where there's some girls in a tanning salon, you see their, you know, just their boobs. And then, and then, they all get burnt up. It's perfect, it's what every man wants. You see their boobs and then they get set on fire. <laughs> it's the perfect. <laughs> I'm the, not a misogynist, don't. But someone will they'll take that out of context, put that on Twitter, out of the context. It is quite hard to find the context that makes it. <laughs> was, there was somehow an acceptable uh, veil of irony around that. Oh, fuck it. Look, well, let's get on with this. We've got two fantastic guests and a brilliant stand up as well. This is so exciting. This one. Thanks so much for all coming down. Very exciting to have a full house. I passed some disappointed people saying we tried to get in when she was sold out. So do book ahead, probably just for the Saturday gig. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the mistake I've made is being on at 2.10 in the afternoon. Although it doesn't seem to bother Tony Law and Bridget Christie fans that I noticed. They, they still come out for them, uh, who are both very good. And as is my first guest, he's no Bo Burnham, that's for sure. <laughs> but he's... <laughs> He's as good as you can get when you're looking for a comedian at, at, at nine o'clock in the morning, judging by who you've just seen is on Twitter and awake. Uh, so, will you please welcome the fantastic, he's a, he's a famous actor in Northern Ireland who's 10 years younger than himself. It's Michael Lay! He loves Mr. Brownfoy. How you doing? Good. Now, uh, a little while ago, I was doing a preview show in London, uh, and I, I was the last-minute replacement for Lucy Porter. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was last. And they actually, the the venue itself actually put up a poster saying, um, "Lucy Porter not appearing. Uh, instead, replaced by Michael Legg. Sorry for any disappointment." <laughs> <laughs> At least didn't say sorry for all the disappointment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but the inevitable disappointment. Really happy for, for all the disappointment. Some of it. Yeah, sorry, but, yeah. uh, how are you doing? Are you having a good time in Edinburgh? Yes, having a very nice time. It's all stuff. As soon as I arrived in Edinburgh, it was brilliant because something mad has to happen. You have to have the mad Edinburgh moment, but it happened as soon as I got off the train <laughs> in Edinburgh. I was at Waverley Station, and this woman who was with her friend turned around to me and said, um, Excuse me, sorry about this, but we're confused. Are we inside? <laughs> <laughs> I just said that that's not really a question that I can answer. It's something you just have to find out for yourself, really. It's, it's a discovery. And what is it like becoming a YouTube phenomenon? <laughs> I don't have, have time to write any questions for him. I was all prepared. Was all prepared. Have you got anything on YouTube? Uh, you should try and do, no, some, not do really. some stuff no? in your bedroom. No. <laughs> oh, I've got some bits of YouTube. <laughs> My bedroom's really big on YouTube. Yeah, nice curtains. Thanks. Like. What is your show called this year? It's called Free Wi-Fi. Is there free Wi-Fi at it? Fuck. 
I get asked this question yeah, all the time. Why, why would there be? Because you put it on your poster. You know why I put it on? Because it's the most pathetic thing I, I can think of. Because <laughs> yeah. so many shows up here, the free beer show, free sex. And I thought, that's, I'm just being pathetic. Free Wi-Fi. Something that you don't need while free, the show is free, on. Free DVD you can get if you come to the world today. Yeah. So you're not, there's no Wi-Fi. Is there a lot of people walking away disappointed thinking, you know, it's only only six quid, that's better than paying for... No, they walk away away disappointed for different reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I'm applauding (laughs) Yes, finally, he's told the truth about himself. I think think that you're being modest. Uh, What what sort of stuff are you doing? Is it you've been angry about stuff again? Yeah, Yeah. it's me being a bit grumpy. I'm trying, the whole thing is about me not being... Trying to be happy and it's not working. <laughs> it's very hard. And Twitter, you were saying about Twitter, Twitter yeah. is the main reason why I'm still angry because I hate everyone on Twitter, every single person on Twitter. Uh, I, I, I actually hate Twitter and I can't stop reading it. I've nearly finished it. <laughs> Spoiler, Catamaran dies in the end. <laughs> but, Every tweet is just a whine now. Do you remember? I'm obviously the only angry person in the world once. And now everyone's fucking angry. So it's really easy to be angry. You have to be. It's hard to be positive, especially in that. Look at me. I'm back. I'm what? Ten days in? What is it? Eleven days in? Yeah. I'm calling you Simon backstage. Yeah, you, thought just, uh, you thought I'm Simon? I thought maybe you I was brilliant. I was projecting. Why are you coming? I thought it was going to be Michael. So I can't believe it. It's Simon. Yeah. Like the way you're playing against time in the world's end. It's um, it is. It is. I fucking hate the uh, the very end of the world's end. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and uh, listen, if you haven't seen it, I'm going to ruin it for you. Good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything else you want ruined? I'll do it for you. Spoilers. He, uh, spoilers. He, he becomes teetotal at the end. Yeah. What's that oh. sort of fucking message? <laughs> oh, the only way to be brilliant is to stop drinking. Fuck off, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> You make me drink! <laughs> you and your tedious fucking tweets about fuck all mate. <laughs> he has become teetotal in real life though, so that's oh, why, right. I, oh, that why I think that's why. <laughs> Do you wish you were Scotty in Star Trek? Is that, oh, no, is I that do why wish. you're jealous of him? Yes. Well, I can do a better Scottish accent uh, than he can. I can as well. I yeah. can do better. Hello, I'm from Scotland. I'm hoping to get Simon on as a guest for the Leicester Square, the proper Leicester Square Theatre podcast. Okay. In, London, in London, where it's proper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? God, it's almost the worst thing I could have said. What was I thinking? It's very sensitive about that. Here, so I found out. I looked you up on Wikipedia, which I've never done before. Uh, really, you've never looked me up on Wikipedia. No, I haven't. Wow, I would have thought you would have spent all day, every day. Well, I have interviewed you twice. Yeah, you've never shown any interest. I know, I've not been interested. I don't know who you are. Uh, firstly, happy birthday for Monday. Oh, thanks, I found that off on Wikipedia. Off Wikipedia. Well done, he's survived so far. You'll be 45 years old. Yeah, 45. Wow. I always think you're older than me. Come on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you're fat in the 
funnier was that the mics don't work very well. Here. They, I, I, they're not. They're any audio files listening. I have deliberately trying to make the sound worse every day. The more you complain about. Why is it not possible for you to get a, a professional sound engineer to come and edit every podcast? Because I do it every fucking day for no money, you fucking cunt. <laughs> that loud enough for you? Can you hear me? <laughs> oh, my delicate ears. Hell. Um, you were BAFTA nominated. You were BAFTA nominated. I didn't know you were BAFTA nominated. I was not really. <laughs> Why not? I, w- I was. You were. You I were was. BAFTA nominated for writing. Nominated. No, yeah. no, I didn't win. No. For writing the MTV website for the Osbournes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I didn't I, know about that. I don't understand it either. I didn't <laughs> know there was internet BAFTAs. But yeah, apparently. Yeah. Did you get to go to the ceremony? No, uh, no, but I have got a letter from Sharon Osbourne. A letter, back in the old days when we wrote letters. Uh, and it actually says, it's from Sharon uh, Osbourne saying, that, uh, I totally approve of your use of the word cut. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for forever? You have to get that out. Yeah, I've got this like a now. warrant from the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that. I can say that. Yeah, I think you Did you like the Osbournes, the TV show, the Osbournes that you were writing about? Oh, no. No. <laughs> not at all, not at all. It must have been quite hard for you to write the website. For no, not, not really, because I was getting paid and I'm cropped. Mike, you know the real Michael Lake? Yeah, uh, I, I spoke about this the last time oh. that I did this. Uh, I, uh, look, I, there was professional autograph hunters came to my show a couple of years ago and they wanted me to sign stuff for the real Michael Lake, the actor Michael Lake, the handsome actor Michael Lake, who was young. <laughs> and I clearly they're like, oh he's a brilliant actor, look at him playing the part of that sick old man. You know? <laughs> but but this year, I mean it happened two days ago. I came out in the venue, there was three real Michael Lake fans, the real Michael Lake fans, the one pro- professional autograph punches the were the real fans. They've got Michael, Michael, it's you, isn't it? It's you, isn't it? It's you, Michael. And I went, yeah. <laughs> and one of them said, can I have my photograph taken with you? Yeah, no problem. And then he said, would you sign this thing? And it was of like one of his films. It wasn't Angela's Ashes, it was one of the other films. And I went, right, I'm going to stop you there. Because normally I sign this stuff because I'm evil. But, but you look nice, so I'm just going to say, look, it's not me. And he went, oh, it's not you. Oh, it's not you. Are you sure? I mean, I'm really positive. <laughs> I wasn't in that film with Tom Courtney. I would have remembered being in that film with Tom. And they went into detail about how much they loved Michael Lake. Real detail. And I went, when you came to my show, did you not notice that I wasn't the man that you loved? And they went, oh, no, we didn't go to the show. <laughs> so you loved Michael Lake. You thought he had a show on, but you had no interest in going. Yeah. And then he said, are you sure you're not him? I went, mate, I'm definitely not him. And then he said, well, what does this Michael Lake do then? He does the stuff you like, the stuff that you were telling me. Daft old fucker. There are, a lot, there are a lot of autograph hunters, and I don't mind, yeah. I don't mind doing yeah. I don't mind doing autographs for people who come to the right. shows. I don't mind people who are real fans. You get loads of emails from people like in Germany or America pretending to be. Go, I am a big fan of your work. Could you please send me an email? Can you send me a signed eight by ten photo, whatever it is? Uh, you know, at your own expense to someone who doesn't actually like you, just wants to collect every photo of every autograph of every yeah. person in the world. So I just say, well, I always email myself. I'm happy to do it if you make a ten pound donation to Scope by this website.
website. Very nice. They never, ever do it. Those <laughs> and there's, there's other people who turn up way before the show and go, oh, I'm, going, I'm just going to go home. I'll probably make it to the show. But can I just get an autograph? Go, well, do you know how depressing it is to get tweets? I say I get about five tweets a week from fans of the real Michael Lehman, <laughs> 20-year-old Spanish girls who want to have sex with me. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> all right, Colin, doesn't it? You do that, wouldn't you? If you could get away. They said, are you sure you're Michael Lehman? You go, yeah, yeah, I am. He's Scottish, though, Colin. He's a very good actor. Whatever he wants. If you had to marry one of the Muppets, the characters from the Muppets, it's marrying them. So the Everything that marriage involves, that includes sexual intercourse, but yeah. but but there are many. It's more more than that, I think, and often not so much sexual intercourse once you are married. That's yeah, yeah. Some people say I have not found that to be the case <laughs> so far. Uh, there was none before. I <laughs> <laughs> um, which was in your vows, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. You'll be you are not, not getting any of this. this. Was in your wedding vows. <laughs> it was. Um, which of the Muppets would you marry? Not marry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess. The, you know, one of the random chickens. Yeah. Because <laughs> it'd be really good. What, you married a... You, this is really your wife? Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a, one of the good ones. <laughs> You're fucking a Muppet. I'm not even a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking a shit Muppet. And that'd be very romantic for that chicken to know that you'd said just one of the chickens. <laughs> not, not even a specific one that you like more than just one of them. Yeah, just one of the chickens. If you had to be wanked off by a Muppet that was being... Oh, that, hold on. That was being operated by Stuart Lee. It's <laughs> gone better today, Aidan. This is uh, Aidan, I think it was called from Twitter's a question. Uh, which, which, which would it be? Because he likes wanking people off with puppets, oh. if you did not know the story. Oh, I know. The, uh, the business bear one that was in the movie. I want Stuart Lee to dress up as the business bear and wank me off. I would really like that. Okay. I really like that. I don't know what the business bear's name is, but I call it business bear. And Stuart Lee, firstly, to see Stuart Lee in a nice suit would be lovely. Yeah. Like, <laughs> business bear dressed up really smart, didn't he? And secondly, you know, it's nice to see Stuart cheery for a while. Oh, yeah. 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 For a change, dressed up as a bear. Buy, why doesn't he buy some new clothes, Stuart? Because he must have made some money in the last couple of years. And he still walks around with... He came on my podcast, he had like a hole in his jacket. Yeah, well he's got a gambling habit, hasn't he? <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Very odd. He likes prostitutes. I think, well, he, just, I think, he, I think likes he just really likes having loads of money. So he, he doesn't want to spend. <laughs> yeah, he just likes looking at his money. <laughs> I can't spend that on clothes. I'll have slightly less. <laughs> slightly less money. Um, oh, I'll ask you one more emergency question, and then we'll get back to my prepared questions. Ah, fuck, is that what we've really done? Really <laughs> If this is from an 11 year old boy, so close your ears, Colin. Uh, if you had to be choose, what would you be? Uh, if you would you, if you had what? to. Just... <laughs> it's quite Why a good question. You say all if, those you, things? if you had to choose, what would you be? That's quite a good new emerging <laughs> question. If you had to choose. If you had to choose between being a cow or a badger, which of those two, you have to be either or of those two things? It's a very clever question. Yeah, very clever. It's deeper than you think. Yeah, I think, I think I'd go for a cow. Yeah, yeah you can't, there's no gopher in there. It has to be a, a cow or a badger. A gopher cow? Yeah. Yeah. Well, but... 
But I just, I'm still me, right? Yeah, yeah. Still well, me. this is what we were discussing with Josh Widdicombe was the only person to ask that because he said if you know if he was still him he'd be a badger because he could avoid being run over because he'd know what yeah, cars yeah. were. But yeah, I think you still have your own mind, right? And probably personality and memories of yeah, being mind. a human being. <laughs> and that's why it's a good question. It's a deeper question than you think, isn't it? Kirsten? Well, I think I think it'd be great if like having my personality, yeah, yeah. those big lovely brown eyes. <laughs> Big, lovely, lovely brown yeah. eyes going cum all the time. <laughs> Every time I'm being milked. You wouldn't mind by Stuart Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't mind being in prison. Would you? If you were a cow, because you're a vegan, yeah. would you mind that your milk was being drunk by human beings? <laughs> would you be angry about that? <laughs> I pr- probably right, I'd find it hysterically funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking my milk. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that. It's disgusting. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. If you were a cow. If you're a calf, would you drink cow milk then? <laughs> but you still, you still have, you still have, you still have your mind. You're 40, you're nearly 45 years yeah. old, but you're in a calf's body. Right. <laughs> and someone, you know what? That's the scenario every day of my life. <laughs> What would you would you, would you, would you, would you, would you drink the milk of your mum? You'd be your own mum's. Uh, oh, I drink my own mum's milk. Yeah, so I have just like it. the cow would be your mum. I don't think the cow would have your actual mum's mind in it. That would be a separate question. It would just be a question. And we're talking of lactating. At what age were you breastfed until? Do you know what age you were? Uh, I don't. I don't really re- recall. I don't know. No. Probably the normal age, seven, something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> do they have? Do, do women in Northern Ireland have breast milk like ordinary normal women here? <laughs> no, it was taken away by the British. <laughs> Why? Because you were born on the 12th of July, and if you were born yeah. on the 12th of July, you are the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Someone's agreeing. One person is agreeing with my mum. Orangeman's Day. It's like, I, generally, when I, was, when I was growing Day. up, when I was growing it's up... Orangeman's Day. <laughs> it's called. The Orange Man's Day. Well, you do, you don't make it sound lovely. It's <laughs> <laughs> I think it's nice. I, when I was a kid, generally, my favourite colour was orange. Yeah. I really, I really wanted to have a bowler hat when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I like drumming. It's like someone's going, let's have a little birthday celebration for Richard Herring. But some people in Northern Ireland really don't like me. Because they think, even they have to put up big fences to protect my yeah. way. Some of them are throwing rocks over the top of the fence. That's how much they hate my love of orange, my birthday, <laughs> the bowler hat, the bowler drumming. It's weird. It is weird, Orangeman's Day. It's a weird... It's a weird... I looked it up. It's based on uh, William of Orange winning yeah. the Battle of the Boyne in, like... Is that right? It's about 1732 or Absolutely. Something. I think a... if you're still going on about something that happened that long ago, that's, you haven't done much lately, have you? So I just be, I'm just being about, yeah, we won that war! William of Orange, and no-one remembers apart from us. That's us. Aren't you, jealous, there. aren't you jealous Catholics of our victory 300 years ago in a battle that no one else but us remembers? <laughs> Where everyone was wearing bowler hats. Led by a Dutchman who basically took over Ireland. Is there anything more British than that? <laughs> Makes you proud. It does. Uh, 
Has Ireland, ever, you has Ireland ever taken over England? No, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you've let off a few bombs. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're scared. <laughs> That's bit, the thing, do you know what? Scared, I actually no. genuinely hate the word device now. Because of that reason. Do you remember the, the, the word device? I hate it. It used to be brilliant. It used to be so awesome, that word, device. You know, a device has been found. You know, a, police have defused a device. Sorry, none of you born and raised in Northern Ireland. <laughs> but now it's like, look at me, I've got fucking angry birds with my device. The IRA would be ashamed of you. <laughs> You've let the IRA down. I, I, I want the IRA to come back just for once, just one more time, just to make a little video go, I'm ashamed of you all. Just once. I think uh, Margaret Thatcher defeated the IRA because they were going, uh, you. you you were lucky this time, we only have to be lucky once. Didn't make it, did you? Bad luck. Margaret I'm not talking, I'm just looking at you and I say, you represent Ireland. I was only in the junior IRA. Little crash. They, need, they weren't lucky with then. Margaret Thatcher lived and died of her own hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's how she died. Oh, laughing at the IRA oh, going, you masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> she died as she lived. A complete wanker. She beat the IRA. Margaret Thatcher won IRA nil. In terms of killing Margaret Thatcher, that is just for that particular. But you, yeah. you have got David O'Doherty on this. I have. Isn't that beautiful? You've kind of united Ireland. Yeah. You're the best Irishman ever. Really. That's, uh, that's, that's what I was thinking. Why not just... Why not, why not just have all the people who want to stay English living in the top bit of the country Shut and all the... Stop it. <laughs> just do that. That would be a... Then you could all be Irish. Well, do you think we haven't tried that one? Fuck you now. Let them live near, as near to England as they can get. Is that the nearest bit? Uh, it's quite near to Scotland, isn't it? I don't know. I don't really do geography. Uh, uh, right, I'll ask you one more question, then we better get on with uh, the proper show. Yeah. Uh, so, you did uh, Comic Relief. That's very. That's not angry. You joined in for Comic Relief, Help Comic Relief. It's, it's, it's genuinely the greatest thing that's ever had anything to do with Comic Relief. It's the greatest. I, did, I wrote a blog for 24 hours. It was on a webcam. It's the funniest thing that anyone has ever done with Comic Relief because I got pissed and fell asleep during the time that I was supposed to be doing work for charity. It's, and people watched it on the web and watched me asleep for an hour and a half, absolutely pissed. At one point, I actually watched the film um, Avengers Assemble for Comic Relief. I watched that really, really, it's the worst thing. And then when I woke up, you know, in the age of famine relief, that's what I did. As soon as I woke up, I made a massive roast dinner. <laughs> I'm horrible. Was there any Mrs. Brown's Boys connection to the 20s? I watched an episode of Mrs. One Brown's Boys, yeah. <laughs> How was that? Don't, aren't you coming around to it yet? Because you don't really like it. I've watched no, it a few awful. times. Yeah, I'm slightly, I'm slightly coming around to it. <laughs> <laughs> any, anyone in this room actually like Mrs. Brown's Boys? Seriously. Cheer now. Yeah, see, there's one. Listen, listen to how he said it. Are you like a, like a real threat? <laughs> like, like she. Like he's one of the boys. In, in a Richard Herring, a room of Richard Herring fans, that is a terrible thing to admit. Yeah
man dressed up as a woman. I'm, I'm much more sophisticated than that, right, Colin? I think it's a terrible thing to admit, no matter what you want. <laughs> I murder, I write for what? Professor Brown. Awful person. It was a nice one where they were talking, no, it about, wasn't. Yeah, they were talking about gay marriage and then she had to go to the vicar for not being like or the priest, whatever you call them. For not liking, uh, for not liking gay marriage, that's quite good, isn't it? On prime time TV. I'm, I'm absolutely surprised because it's normally fucking homophobic. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I went to see. Just yeah, bear with me. I went to see the live show. Fuck off, <laughs> He doesn't like it. Though. I don't like it. And watches it. And when the gay guy walked on stage, uh, Mrs. Brown's quip was, "Oh look, it's Eminem." <laughs> exactly. I don't get what Eminem, that well-known non-homophobic person, <laughs> that lover of the gays, Eminem. And at one point there was a there was a, uh, a burglary scene, not with the gay guy. No, I just realised there's going to be. It was this, the uh, stage was completely dark because they were bringing in someone's house. It was too. Uh, potatoey Irish men, right? Very big, very racist and all that stuff. And one of them went, I think I've got a PlayStation. And the other one, it's not a PlayStation. They're my balls. <laughs> Good stuff there. So it, made, it made the fat two fans of Mrs. Brown's voice really laugh. So there you go. It's, it's like a... But if you brought yeah. Mrs. Brown Boy fans in here, they probably wouldn't really be amused by what we're doing. <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, actually, the people in here aren't really amused by it. So that does, that's not a very good experiment. What we're doing is um, stopping talking to you. Yeah, uh, what, yeah. when, is your, when is your show on? 3.40. You could go see it right after this. 3.40 to yeah. stand too. Yeah, come on. So do come and see it. It's very funny. Are you doing that thing about the frogs? Oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing. That's very funny. So well, go and see it for the frogs. that bit up now. <laughs> Good. All right. Well, ladies and so gentlemen, give a big round of applause to Michael Leg. He's going. He's right back, ladies. Go away. Fuck off. No, no, no. Coming up very soon will be David O'Doherty. But first, we have stand-up from someone who's been on the uh, podcast before, and she's absolutely fantastic. I can't believe we've got her to come and do five minutes of stand-up for you. Going to love her. We please welcome Felicity Ward. nervous tonight. You know that feeling where you don't know whether you're going to cry or have sex with a stranger? Oh, upset tummy. <laughs> Feelings pass now though, so sorry Colin. <laughs> or narrow escape, whatever you think of this. Um, a bit of sad news, uh, my sister and her husband had an accident about uh, two years ago and they've called her Hannah. Um, <laughs> I don't have any kids of my own. I really, I really wanted someone when I was in my early 20s, but I could just never lure them into my car. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I don't have a license. Um, but I, want, I have this niece now, and I want to be the cool auntie, and I want us to have a thing. So I thought what I could do is I could show her the films that I watched when I was a kid. And, uh, and I've gone back and watched them, and some of them don't hold up. Like, I went back and I watched The Dark Crystal, and the special effects are terrible. And I went back and I watched Mary Poppins. I didn't realise this the first time through, that Mary Poppins is a total bitch. <laughs> she is a bitch. She just rolls her eyes for two hours at everyone around her. Surprised she didn't pull an optic nerve. Just, ah, ah, ha, ha. What's wrong, Mary Poppins? 
oh, I was just better than everyone. Oh. <laughs> like, you know that scene where Dick Van Dyke is a street artist, he's drawing his little pictures, it's one of his many lucrative jobs. And um, he's a street artist, he's a one-man band, he's a chimney sweep, so he's drawing his little pictures. And what he wants to do is he wants to get the kids and Mary Poppins and he wants to jump through the picture into another dimension. Pretty hard, yeah? Like harder than folding a fitted sheet. <laughs> Does anyone have a mother that can fold a fitted sheet like origami and they judge you because you can't? My mother has worked in bedding for 20 years and so anytime she's around to watch it, I'm trying to fold this elastic monster into any kind of square that isn't a bin and she'll just be standing there going, oh, do you want mommy to help you? I'm like, yes, I want mommy to help me. She grabs it, maintains eye contact, gives it a bit of shh, it's a swan. What are you, Japanese? Anyway, so transcending space-time continuum, harder than folding a fitted sheet, maybe not as hard as understanding why anyone would go on that show embarrassing bodies. <laughs> what? What? Why do people do that? It's disgusting. You have a weeping armpit. Get off my television and go to a doctor. This is an episode, right? Dr. Christian Jensen goes, all right, what's he doing in the problem? And this guy comes in and he goes, well, I had a tummy tuck and now the excess skin hangs over me, Willie, so when I go to the toilet, you run dribbles down me leg. <laughs> oh, and I cannot have penetrative sex. Why are you telling me that? And then you hear the horrible words, all right, let's have a look. No! And it doesn't matter what the problem is on that show, you can go in there with eczema on your elbow, next shot, anus. I have seen every single person's asshole on that show for no reason whatsoever. But I never learn, it's always the same thing. I'm like, that is it! That is disgusting! I am turning it off, switching it off, after the next ad break, one more ad break. So you've got Dick Van Dyke, right? And he's jumping on his little pictures and he's smiling away like a dog hanging out the window on a long drive. Just, and it doesn't work and the kids are upset. So guess who has to save the day? Ugh. Marta Poppins waltzes in, grabs the kid's hand, grabs Dick Van Dyke's hand, shoots him a look that says, I am too old for this shit. <laughs> And then performs what can only be described as the most resentful magic trick of all time. Well, good on you, Mary Poppins. You're better than a chimney sweep. A chimney sweep whose name is Dick Van Dyke. He has penis and lesbian in his name. Don't kick a man while he's down. It's probably why he's a chimney sweep. He got bullied at school. He had to leave when he was 10. But the final humiliation comes in that scene where Mary Poppins is measuring herself against the children. The symbolism is not lost on me. And the kids by this stage have succumbed to Stockholm Syndrome. Desperately in love with their captor. And she measures the kids, and she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit what it says, but she measures them kind of out of ceremony. She measures the girl, measures the boy, reads it out. She's like, oh, it says here, your father never loved you. And then, it's documented, he was a neglectful father. And then she gets to the grand prize, right? Then she gets to herself, the thing that she's been waiting for, that she's like, like totally stoked about. And so she measures herself and then she looks at the reading and acts all faux embarrassed, like she doesn't know it's going to be awesome. It's her measuring tape from a weird magic TARDIS bag and she looks at it and she's like, oh, guys, I don't even know if I can read this out. Um, all right, you twist my arm. Um, it says here, practically perfect in every way. 
Well, you know what, Mary Poppins? If you're so good, how come you're in your 30s and you're still babysitting, yeah? You know what I did in my 30s? I got a real job. Became a comedian. <laughs> it's a real job. I pay rent with this sometimes. To be fair, Mum's pretty lenient. But um, I'm going to leave it there. I've been Felicity Ward. Thank you very much for having me. Felicity Ward. Felicity Ward. Felicity Ward. Uh, good. Uh, so look, we're going to crack straight on. Hopefully, with our second guest. Uh, it is. The, um, he's coming, he's just walking up there. Has he got his, has he got his thing with him? He doesn't need it. Please welcome to David O'Doherty! D.O.D. D.O.D. Where is it? The, um, the... Uh, I want the tiny piano. Uh, do you want to hear the piano, but it's under your seat. Ah, there it is. Uh, but Should I pass it over now? Sure, sure. I'll do it. We can swap seats, seats if it's easier. No, no, no. Well, whenever you want me to do a turn on it, I will do it. Should I put it there? Like like your son that you trot out at dinner parties. <laughs> Go on, do the thing with the five euro keyboard. There we go. It's what, you are, it's what you're known for. It's very exciting to see the real I touched the real thing, and then I, when I was holding it for quite a while, I thought, wouldn't it be awful if I just dropped this from the, <laughs> yeah. from the height now and destroyed it? Have you got another one? Have you got a backup? No, I don't. I don't have a backup. So, but I, I go on eBay, and I buy one, and then have it like express sent at probably 120 quid yeah. from, from somewhere in America. But then in the interim four days before it arrived, I'd have to play a big piano, like one of those lame proper musical <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Arpeggio. <laughs> <laughs> Write some funny lyrics. So you've had your, um, I, I met you in the street yesterday. That's yes. when I booked you. I met, I met, um, I met. On, on a bridge. I, I think we were on a bridge. I met Claire, Claire I saw Claire Grogan and I didn't, but I, did, I was so bedazzled by her beauty. I didn't think, hey, I could get her on as a guest and sort of lech over her for 20 minutes in it and be fine. Uh, but I did, I wasn't bedazzled by your beauty. I just thought, hey, I've been wanting to get David on the podcast. So you me. had Bo Burnham booked and then the rest was like, yeah, I'll take care of itself. Yeah. <laughs> and then he pulled that rug out from under you. <laughs> He just he pulled out right at the right at the last minute, which is the best way to do it. Uh, it's, uh, this morning, so no, you. I, I've decided I was going to have one guest today, and then I accidentally booked two guests by mistake. Uh, and yeah. It worked quite well, so I thought I'd do that for most days. So Lucky what. me and Burnham weren't in the same room together. <laughs> him with his love of the larger keyboard, and he me does. with this. Oh. It would be difficult. He's a very nice man. He is. Yeah. Well, well I've, I haven't met him, but I've seen him on YouTube. He looks nice. I've seen him in his bedroom. Which <laughs> uh, is nice, isn't it? To see a young man in his bedroom talking to a Colin, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, so, um, you've had your bike. Your bike's been uh, uh, partially stolen. Yeah, I, I bought a bike here on the first day. I've done that for the last... Um, say five years and I give it away in the last show to the person who has the best reason why they should have it yeah which is a lot of fun mm -hmm. for so for example last year there was or two years ago the the final two were a uh, man who said I've just come back from Afghanistan uh, so like you know there you're you're in the lead to get the bike and he yeah. said and you know I've got some sort of shell shock you know etc et yeah, et yeah. <laughs> it wasn't great. and then the a lady said my bike was just stolen and people were like, no, probably go to Afghanistan. Then. And then she went, oh, I'm adopted. And everyone went, oh, no, give her the bike, quick. So 
this year someone's going to get part of a bike? Or have you got a replacement? So uh, I, I came down, I locked it the day before yesterday, about five, and I came down at half five to cycle to the gig, and the front wheel was gone, and the back wheel's been kicked in. And it, it's a, like a 90-pound bike, and so a new front wheel, I used to work in a bike shop, let me price this, <laughs> is about 20, but then a tube and a tire is going to put like 30, then some work on the back one, and they snip both cables, it was a pro job. At half five in the afternoon, so like, you you'll be looking at around another ninety to fix it up, and so I think I'm just gonna walk around for the rest of this festival. And I know, yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I, well, unless anyone has a twenty-six inch front wheel, I got I bought one yesterday from a guy in the street. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so cheap. He said this isn't the size that any bike uses. I wish I'd never stolen this. I said I could use, I could use that. Maybe I can turn it into a monocycle of some kind. You see me. A unicycle. A unicycle. A monocycle. Yes. It's a perfectly good name. Yeah, it is. Uh, Sometimes uh, I put on a unicycle just <laughs> in my eye just instead of glasses. I've done very well. I've got through. That's the first sort of mistake in language I've made. Backstage, I was talk I was gibbering like uh, somebody just had some kind of minor stroke. I had. Uh, I had. A, I've had the greatest moment I've ever had in Edinburgh on this on this run. On this, in being here in this podcast, David. <laughs> it's very nice of you to say so. No, go ahead. About, about five nights ago, my parents came over. And uh, they've had a bit of a rough time of it recently, but because my mum hasn't been very well. But my dad's a jazz musician, and so I wanted him to see the horn section, uh, the show, which which uh, the amazing jazz band, and they they can play anything. But so I wanted him because I, I so I got them tickets. But then I realised, oh, I want him to get up. So I, I was doing a, a five-minute guest spot yeah. at the horn section. So I decided I'd try and write something that would involve my dad coming on stage and making his Edinburgh Fringe debut at the age of 74. So I wrote uh, a eulogy for his funeral. Uh, and just, and the, so the joke was, you never get to try these out. Uh, so it would be great if uh, my father would come up on stage and play along with his own funeral eulogy. Yeah. And so I'd written, it was basically just a bunch of kind of musical jokes that I knew he'd be incredible at, and I knew the band would just be able to do it. Like, I, I, the idea was that when my father, before he met my mother, he uh, was a jazz musician, but he used to get everything wrong. So he thought Casablanca was off the coast of Brazil. So when they did the school musical of Casablanca, he played, as time goes by, as a bossa nova. So like, do, 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 do. And immediately the band just fell in with him. And there were about 10 of those, and uh, it got a rapturous response. Wow. It, was, it was great, yeah. That's awesome, because I'm, I'm doing the horn session next week, and I was just thinking I've got nothing. Uh, and that just made me realise feel even worse. <laughs> Is there, can we just do a bit of my set with them playing the piano behind it? Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's all right. Fun. I mean, they will. I think they'll generally enhance most yeah. of the things that, that you do. Yeah. I did it last year. I didn't really. Work. I tried because I was doing talking cock last year. I did a bit from talking cock, and yeah. I tried to. Um, Described, I thought I said, why don't we do like a Peter and the Wolf thing, oh, yeah, where where I talk about different kinds of uh, where people put their penis for fun and you try and turn them into sound. <laughs> but it didn't it didn't really work. The, for me, <laughs> for me, the fun of that gig it's a, so, so it's a five piece uh, jazz group with guys who play session work on every record ever. You know, from like Winehouse Records to S Club Seven and then all the jazz recordings as well. And, and so you can say anything to them. But I like to ask them to play impossible music. So I go, this next joke requires Viking music. <laughs> and it's just an uncomfortable pause when they all look at each other. 
And is this true on your website? I really hope it is true. When you won, uh, you, so you think you're funny in 1999? Yeah. You were given a check. Yeah. A big check. I got a cardboard, one of the big cardboard checks. Yeah. And I brought it back to Dublin. And I, I have always believed those checks are legal tender <laughs> because they've got a code of some kind at the bottom and they're signed. So I thought it doesn't matter what size the check was. <laughs> and I didn't want to bend it either. So I brought it home in a black bin bag, uh, just on the flight. They used to let you take larger things and put them behind the back seats. And then I took it to the local Bank of Ireland to cash it. And it was the funniest thing they had ever seen. <laughs> to the point where the lady appeared behind the window. And so it's, she's like, just put it under the thing. So I go, I'm, I'm like that. And she, goes, and she goes, one second. And then suddenly sort of six faces appear. <laughs> do it again, do, it, do the thing again. Did they cash it for you? Did they, did they no, I had to then write and go, oh, and they, can I have the real check? And they sent the real check, which is just a conventional So they were joke. sort of playing a joke on you, really, because they hadn't given, they could have given you a real check at the time. You're not really playing a joke on someone if the person is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Virtually everything is playing a joke then. <laughs> and uh, there was some good stuff on your website. It's worth, you were... You were uh, I, I redeveloped it myself recently. Yeah, it's good. It's, I like it because it's kind of uh, just... What I like about it is it says uh, biographical details written, uh, uh, uncomfortably written in the third person. Yeah, the, the, so it's just... I didn't want any kind of design vibe. So I just took photographs and then got Microsoft Paint and wrote the words on top of the photographs. And uh, so people have been like, it's really experimental. And like, it's not. It's just what you do if you don't want to pay someone 300 quid. Um, and, and you had a heckle from someone early on where they said, stop confusing me. Which uh, is uh, <laughs> quite a good heckle. The great heckles are, stop confusing me. Um, uh, does this get good soon? <laughs> uh, which is at a, at a children's book. Uh, I wrote some, I've written some children's books, and that was a, a children's book one. And then I had uh, last year the great heckle was uh, the two men talking in the audience. Uh, what what's going on here, fellas? And one guy points to the other and very angrily goes, "He told me we we're going to see Travis." <laughs> And on the second night here, stag party in, like a stag party in my show at 7.20. Oh, let's go and see the man with the small novelty keyboard. That'll be an abrasive thing to do, similar to paintballing. And the, uh, the man shouted, apropos nothing, you fucked Hitler. Right at the start as well. This is a heavy allegation. <laughs> You won't fuck by Hitler. Yeah, but it's even, it's even worse than that because I travelled back in time. Yeah. And did I try and shoot him with the silver bullet? No, I seduced him <laughs> and fucked him myself. Going to shoot him, then I got a bit turned on. But have I got time for both? <laughs> <laughs> Whisk back in time, just ah, oh, and that's what made him so angry. <laughs> Being bombed. Oh. First the paintings, no one liked my paintings, and now this, this guy didn't finish me off. <laughs> and uh, you've been back to Edinburgh, I thought I might be uh, some kind of record breaker, but I think you might be, be better than me. You've been in Edinburgh every year doing a different show since 2002. Two. Yeah, so, so yeah, that's 12 I, on the trot, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I, um, I don't, it's not a, it wasn't a concerted 12 year plan in 2002, <laughs> uh, but I just, 
I think I'm getting better at it every year. I'm definitely learning a lot. And then in about January when they, uh, I normally say, well, that's it. I'll take a year off in about, till about November or December. And then start to think, take a break over Christmas, maybe. And then in about February, there's normally a sort of idea knocking around. Yeah. And then this one was a very specific idea because my last year's show was about being, uh, trying to get over a lady and being depressed. And I got really sick of doing it because I toured it over the winter just because I wasn't depressed anymore and it just felt like mopey man being all fucking sensitive on stage. <laughs> and then in, in October, I did a gig in New York with uh, Kitson and Dimitri Martin and John Oliver. And I was still doing bits from the sad show about I have so many emotions. And then <laughs> Dimitri came on stage and just did these brilliant jokes about, you know, badgers and top hats and they, like proper jokes. And I just thought, like, that is what I want to be doing. Get rid of this. Now, as I, have, I tried to write that show and then failed, but that's kind of what my show is about then to try and write a proper jokey joke. Yeah, show. yeah. I'd love to be able to do that. Uh, I would as well. <laughs> I, uh, my sum total of actual jokes in the show is one, well, and I have some sort of jokes, but the actual traditionally structured joke is a bloody good one. It's, um, and this is- Are you sure you want to give it away on yes. the podcast? <laughs> it's a precious commodity. It's in the first minute of the show. Uh, it's, um, how do you contact dead single ladies? You have a seance. <laughs> That's it. That's, it's one of those a year is what you get from me. <laughs> I can manage about one a year as well. That's, 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 uh, and you, um, you do right. You, you, you did your, you recorded your CD in your own house. Is that right, or in someone's house? Yeah, I, thirty-five people. Yeah, I did. Um, I wanted the first one to be in the. I lived in a bedsit for a long time, so yeah. I wanted it to be in the place where I'd written all the material and uh, had all those thoughts. And so we borrowed chairs. It was, it was a proper bedsit. We borrowed chairs off the neighbours and got thirty-five people in and had a little stage at one end and it's a, there's a someone goes to the loo at one point and you can clearly <laughs> we have to wait for the sister to fill uh, but what, it was nice because um, a friend of mine filmed it uh, filmed a, a sort of a, a camcorder documentary of it and at the same time he was making a movie in Dublin called Once that won the Oscar for best song then movie about a busker and what was nice about it was that over time, somehow on IMDb or somewhere, there were mix-up, mix-ups as to what had won the Oscar for best song, <laughs> and a song of mine called "Orange" about a lady who wears too much tan was somehow put in the mix as because John Carney made the video for my song as well. Right. Did this win the Oscar? <laughs> really? <laughs> Um, if you had to choose between being a badger or a cow, you mentioned badgers, and I think you've got material about badgers, what would I you be? Um, I'd probably be a cow, just yeah. because they can turn grass into milk. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good reason. It's pretty good. You're the third cow in a row, so that's good. Do you have any preference on which Muppet you would marry? Uh, the, who's the uh, lady who looks a bit like Joni Mitchell? In the band. Yeah, that's the band. Janice. Janice. That's, that's what I like as well. Yeah, would yeah. you prepare to, if I was married to, would you prepare to also be married in a sort of menage a <laughs> marriage with them? We don't know, not, we don't, we just, we wouldn't have to be involved in the... Together. It would be very unconventional, but being married to a Henson lab puppet in the first place would be quite un I don't think people would look on us even weirder if we were both. <laughs> and normally, I think, because we'd see them in pictures, they're holding them above their heads yeah. like that. So imagine the three of us for a walk. You with... You'd be doing the mouth, and then I'd have 
the second hand yeah. up doing her one arm. What's she play? She play bass in that band. I don't know. She's a, don't she plays an instrument. I've never. I'm what? So nah, intrigued Jan- by her beautiful face. I think she might just be a backing singer. Guitarist. Is she guitar? Yeah, that's good. That's good. So, do you think in that case, if we were, even if we were married and kept it separate, it'd be a bit like being with a sort. It's sort of like a Siamese twin relationship, I guess. That one, the other one, would have to be there to help operate the the hands. So you probably would need two people in the marriage. So well, you'd well, be having sex there, and I'd be operating her mouth and hands. Well, during that, it wouldn't be. Yeah, Stuart Lee is the perfect person to be in this situation with. Well, if she's a guitarist, she's going to need a second hand yeah, as well. Yeah. So unless she's just literally finger tapping the fretboard, which yeah. at most would give you this sound. <laughs> so we would have we'll need to bring a third maybe Michael Legg Michael Legg the third operator then okay good well let's let's have a let's have a song and then we'll do the competition and then it'll be over okay we might take that down a bit so I'll take it does that sound like the right level for your podcast Roger Federer. Once a year 
where he's sat at some change of ends and he looks down at his banana in one hand and his graphite racket in the other and he looks up at the umpire in the high chair and he sees the ring of novelty tennis balls around the top of the stadium and just for a moment, about even Roger Federer thinks to himself, I'm 32 years old, what the fuck am I doing with my life? This is basically just a game like Hungry Hungry Hippos. Don't get me wrong, it's brilliant bits. Like when you see someone you've been seeing for a while, you get drunk unexpectedly, you go for a cycle. Oh, Jesus. The wind behind. Two wheels. You read a book that's incredible. You go to an unbelievable show slash listen to an unbelievable podcast. But very often you go back outside again, someone set your bike on fire. That actually happened to me recently in Dublin also. It was after a charity gig. After a charity Why would you set my fucking bike on fire? How do you even set a fucking bike on fire? And it was raining. Oh, Dublin. Somewhere over the rainbow. I bet life is just exactly as hard as it is on this side of the rainbow. And on that side, you can't even see the fucking rainbow. It's an optical illusion caused by water meeting. on the other side of the rainbow so let's just stay on this side and let's all of us even just for today let's just have a bloody nice time That seems to have been usurped now by that posh bar of chocolate, doesn't it? Looks pathetic, doesn't it? Colin, next to that bar of chocolate. Copy of 10, uh, which you can get from going to see We're All Going to Die. Top copy of Talking Cop, which is now available both in DVD and book form. Uh, and the badge saying, I love journalists for some reason. I, I can't really see an opportunity you would get to wear that. I did want to go out with a journalist, so I did love journalists. One journalist for a short period of time before it all went wrong. Uh, so, she's still like still. Uh, and uh, Glenn Wall and uh, Will Hodgson DVD, they've got a bit of water on them and have stuck together. Uh, so we need you all to st stand up on your two feet. Uh, Felicity and Michael can come back and join in with this if you, if you fancy, if you've got a microphone there. Uh, we're going to make some statements. The true, If you think they're true, put your hands on your head. If they're false, put your hands on your bottom. If you get it wrong, you have to sit down. We haven't got much time, so don't dick around. Uh, David O'Doherty's middle name is Oliver. Is that true or false? Is that true? Or My fault? middle name is Nicholas. Yeah. Or Nicholas. I, was, I was trying to make a trick there that the O stood for that. <laughs> 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 you fell for it. Uh, have you got a statement of truthful falsehood? Uh, recent uh, work by uh, zoologists suggest there are 17 sexes of platypus. True or false? True or false? Good question. The that is true. That is that true. That's why difficult to make. No one can make them. Your future wife is out. Michael Legg, have you got one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> The real Michael Legg, the actor, and I feature in the same film. True or false? Mm. Well, this, if, it's false if it's true, we could be down to... Oh, it is true. It is true. So sit down. Which film is it? It's called Oh Man. It's about a lovely bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so who's, who's still in? We've got, is anyone at the back still in? No. So we've got these three. Anyone over there? Uh, have you got one, Felicity? Yes. This could divide them. Okay. Uh, my mum's best friend is the daughter 
of Helen Daniels from Neighbours. True or false? Is that true or false? Everyone in Australia does know each other. <laughs> true. There's two trues and a false. In fact, they know they're really. What's the answer? It's true. It's true. So you can sit down. I think we're down to two. Uh, I went uh, on an exercise bike yesterday. I'm just going to do a numerical answer. How many minutes? It was two days ago. Uh, how many minutes uh, did I do on the exercise bike? How many do you think it was? If you get it exactly right, I'll give you £20. What was, your, what was your KPH? Uh, <laughs> I don't look at that. I played Monopoly while I'm on the exercise bike. Not very fast. How many, how many minutes do you think I did? 18. How many minutes do you think I did? You get bang when you get 20 extra quid if you get... 19 is clever to go. Not going for the 20 quid though, because you could have tried to guess exactly. Uh, I suppose you don't know how long it was. It was I don't know exactly, it was about 42. So you've won. I love journalist fans fell on the floor. How ironic. It's been stamped into the dirt. Please give it up for all my guests today. Michael X, Lizzie Ward, Deborah Tony. Simon Peg is here as well. Bo Burnham will be here on Tuesday. Tomorrow we've got Greg, our troops. Maybe Hannibal Burgess. I don't know. Okay, thank you very much. Goodbye.